The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you. You need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. people it's your movement now it's not your parents anymore the blood that is shed cries out to god from the ground for justice and now here's mark welcome friends you're listening to your radioactive mark harrington on the mark harrington show we come to you every week here on our social media platforms, that's Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter. We also come to you on the, our podcast, and you can pick that up on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, several others. And you can find out more by going to markharrington.org, markharrington.org, to find out more about our radio program. Uh, the last couple of weeks, of course, we've been talking about the story that's been dominating the news across the world, and that is COVID-19, the co- uh, coronavirus pandemic, and the implications that that has had on a culture, our economy, and, of course, the issue of abortion. And uh, we're going to talk briefly about that up front, but uh, I want to shift gears a little bit today and talk about another story. And it's a big story, and it would be the story if it weren't for COVID-19. And that is Vice President Biden's uh, denial that he sexually assaulted Tara Reid uh, 27 years ago. So we're going to talk about that today and the implications that that has on the Me Too movement and the abortion debate in America. But before we do, there's breaking news coming out of Ohio. Breaking news coming out of Ohio. Uh, As far as I know, this is the first time a legislature has attempted to limit a governor in his executive order. And yesterday... The Ohio House approved SB1, SB1, which was an, uh, an amendment that limited the order issued by the, uh, any orders issued by the Ohio Department of Health Director, Dr. Amy Acton, and limited it to 14 days. So no longer, if this passes and is signed by the governor, which in my opinion is very unlikely, because he'd be basically agreeing to limiting his own power. Um, this would limit Amy Acton's uh, executive orders to 14 days instead of making them a month at a time. I, for for months now, I've been telling people that, well, why are we making these 30-day orders? Why can't we do it two weeks at a time, a week at a time, a chunk at a time? How do we know what it's going to be like in 30 days? And, and why are these orders being issued for such a long period of time? 
these shutdown orders, these lockdown orders. So the Ohio House has approved this amendment that limits her power and also uh, takes away any of the punitive damages or any of the fines that might be attributed to someone violating the order. And uh, so this is about, you know, folks, it's about time. We've been talking about this for a while. Uh, and, and if you tracked my view on this over time, you know, I was like many Americans, initially very alarmed by the COVID-19 crisis, looking what came out of China, then Italy, then Spain, then seeing what was happening in New York. And I, like many Americans, began to really, I don't know, you could even call it panic a bit, you know, thinking, oh, my gosh, we've never seen anything like this. And uh, agreed with the governors in locking down, possibly locking down the economies and, and issuing these stay at home orders and so forth. But as time has gone on and we've seen that the curve has been flattened or it was flat to begin with, that the COVID-19, uh, the, the pandemic wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Unfortunately, we continue to see these governors overreact, in my view. Uh, these these stay-at-home orders, these one-size-fits-all orders, centralized, bureaucratic decisions for you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans, uh, it just doesn't work. And now we're seeing the implications of those, where people are out of work. We have 25 million, maybe 30 million uh, Americans out of work. They're unemployed. Uh, small businesses are getting crushed. They're going bankrupt. And, you know, several weeks ago, I talked to my good friend Scott Klusendorf about the implications on life, human life, if we continue to have these lockdowns. And so I've been saying all along that it's about time that the legislatures get involved because they're the closest to the people. And when the people rise up as they are across America, saying we need to open up these economies, it's important that the legislatures begin to speak up and rein in these rogue governors. Now, just to be clear, I've been supportive of Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine is a pro-life governor. He signed the heartbeat bill. And for the most part, Mike DeWine's been a good governor. But I think he's been wrong on this, these lockdown orders. Uh, And, you know, as we're beginning to see that these may have not brought about the kind of uh, results that we want to see. And I'm also against unelected bureaucrats, or in this case, a technocrat like Amy Acton being in charge of an entire state. You know, 11 and a half million Ohioans are basically getting their marching orders when it comes to COVID-19 from one person. And Amy Acton's not a friend of Christians. He's not a friend of, uh, she's not a friend of the pro-life movement. She's a pro-abortion activist. She has supported Planned Parenthood. She's raised money for Planned Parenthood. And she raised money for Barack Obama. So, I mean, she's not a friend of life. She's not a friend of the gospel. And, you know, listen, I'm, I've been willing to be patient. I think most Americans are. But when it comes down to one person or the governor making all these decisions, it's time for the legislature to jump in. And that's what happened in Ohio. Now, that's the good news. The the bad news is it might be too little too late. Uh, This is late in the game. We're now, what, seven weeks into the lockdown here in Ohio. It started on March 23rd. 
Uh, it's May 5th today. We are now seven weeks into this thing. It may be too little too late. By the time this gets around and they may actually override the governor's veto, this may actually already be uh, a moot point because the, hopefully the economy is going to be opening very soon. Uh, let, let me say this as well. Um, you know, I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think we can do more than one thing. That is, we can be concerned for COVID-19 and all the vulnerable uh, individuals uh, in that, in other words, the, those in nursing homes, those who are uh, have comorbidities, morbidities that is, and that kind of thing. We can we can take care of them and be concerned for our economy. We can do that at the same time, and that's what we're. Uh, I think the legislature is trying to do. They're not saying that COVID nineteen is 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 a hoax or anything like that. They're just thinking that we've overreacted. So we can do both. We can be concerned for COVID-19 and the pandemic and the implications that has on health and also be concerned for our economy. And finally, we need to be concerned for liberty. Uh, I, for one, believe in the American people. I think liberty is the way to go. I think if you trust individuals, especially small businesses, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to do the right thing for their employees. They're going to do the right thing for their customers, they're just going to generally do the right thing. Now, there'll be a, a few outliers that are going to um, just go about it and be reckless, possibly, and they need to be dealt with. But for the most part, businesses are going to do the right thing. And we need to uh, err on the side of liberty rather than this centralized, iron fist, you know, kind of executive order uh, one size fits all kind of approach. And so I'm glad to see that finally a, a legislature has jumped in. Unfortunately, it looks like Governor DeWine, if he actually gets the bill, will uh, going to uh, veto it. Believe me, that will be uh, very unpopular. And hopefully they'll get the votes to veto, to override the veto. So that's the breaking news coming out of Ohio. And that is that the legislature punitive fines that might be attributed to to the enforcement of those orders. So that's the big news coming out of Ohio. But the other big news that, of course, would be huge news across America, you would think, is Joe Biden and the accusations made by Tara, that is Tara Reid, 27 years ago. Um, and how the media has been handling it along with the uh, the Democrats and Joe Biden himself. Uh, what we're finding here, uh, if you've been following this, is that according to Tara Reid, she has accused Joe Biden of kissing her, touching her, and then I'm not going to say the rest because this is a family program. But she, he did all these things without her consent uh, when she worked for him in the Senate as a staffer in 1993. And the Biden campaign has denied the allegation several times. And Biden last week on Friday issued uh, a uh, statement. He, was, he, he came on the uh, Morning Joe show on MSNBC and attempted to address these issues. And so what we want to do here is we basically have three videos. And what I want to point out is the uh, the hypocrisy of the left. 
the hypocrisy of Joe Biden, the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party, the hypocrisy of uh, Nancy Pelosi, who just, you know, what is it, a year and a half ago, uh, ran to the podium the minute that uh, Christine Blasey Ford came forward with her accusations against Judge Kavanaugh and immediately believed her. But when it comes to Tara Reid, uh, not so much. You know, they're not going to necessarily do that. In fact, they're denying that this ever happened. And I want to get into why I believe that is the case. So if you would, Mr. Producer, let's put up this first video. This is Joe Biden on the morning Joe uh, on MSNBC uh, last Friday. Go ahead and play that clip. Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Do you remember her? Do you remember any any types of complaints that she might have made? I don't remember any type of complaint she <clears throat> may have made. It was 27 years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. All right, let's stop have it there. Or your- I mean, here's the thing. Joe Biden said it never happened. So I guess, you know, let's move on. He says it never happened. It never, never happened. It didn't happen. It's just not true. And let's just move on, people. Nothing to see here, right? The fact that Joe Biden said it means that it's, you know, it's dismissed. Let's move on. Uh, the, the Unbelievable here. You know, Judge Kavanaugh said it didn't happen. Boy, that didn't matter. Uh, they keep pressing. Go on to the next clip. This is, again, Joe Biden on the morning Joe trying to uh, defend himself against the accusations of sexual assault. High-level Democrats said she should be believed, that they believed it happened. You said if someone like Dr. Ford were to come out, the essence of what she is saying has to be believed, has to be real. No. Why? I know what I said. It has to Why be is it t- real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? There, because the facts are that, look, she I'm not suggesting she had no right to come forward. And I never and I'm not saying any woman, they should come forward. They should be heard. And then it should be investigated. It should be investigated. And if there's anything that. that makes it that is consistent with what's being said and she makes the case or the case is made, then it should be believed. But ultimately, the truth matters. Absolutely. The truth matters. You know, kudos to Mika Brzezinski. I mean, she takes a lot of heat. She's a leftist, a liberal. She's an apologist generally for Joe Biden. But she at least asked the question about how we somehow can believe Christine Blasey Ford when it came to the accusations of Judge Kavanaugh. But we totally just dismiss, it appears, the accusations made by Tara Reid as it relates to Joe Biden's conduct 27 years ago. And Joe Biden says, let's get to the facts. Well, I agree. Let's hear it out. Let's hear from both sides. They had hearings with about this with Judge Kavanaugh. The FBI investigated this when it came to Judge Kavanaugh. But not in this case. Not in this case. All right. Next clip. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. 
nothing classified Senator, with the president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? <laughs> The University Unreal. of Delaware, uh, uh, hello. perhaps you set up a commission that can do it. I don't know. Whatever yeah. is the fairest way to create the most transparency. It's unbelievable. Well, this you is... can stop it there. Let's stop it there. You talk about awkward, uh, the dead air. Uh, see, what's going on here is that uh, Joe Biden said they could look in the National Archives for Tara Reid and see if there's any personnel files that where she made a complaint against him. But he's unwilling to open up the documents that he's given to the University of Delaware. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it just shows that uh, he's not serious about this. If he's, if he's innocent and he wants total transparency, then let's open up all the documents. Let's open up all the documents. Okay, so now let's move on. We got another clip here. This is Joe Biden during the Kavanaugh hearings and Joe Biden uh, making the case that Judge Kavanaugh and, well, I guess in this case, Christine Blasey Ford needs to be heard, needs to be heard, just like Anita Hill was heard when it came to the Clarence Thomas hearings in 1991. Go ahead and play that clip. A investigation on Justice Kavanaugh when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him. Uh, well, let, let me just say, I, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a lecture. This is or a speech. different clip here, here? Mr. Producer. Uh, this is Pelosi. Do you have the Biden clip? If not, we'll play. I think they should do an FBI investigation. Uh, we did that for Anita Hill. Took two days, number one. And number two, most importantly, Anita Hill was vilified when she came forward by a lot of my colleagues, character assassination. I wish I could have done more to prevent those questions the way they asked them. I hope my colleagues learned from that, learned from that. She deserves to be treated with dignity. It takes enormous courage for a woman to come forward on the bright lights of millions of people watching and relive something that happened to her, assert that something happened to her. And she should be treated with respect. You brought up. All right. So. This is Joe Biden talking about the uh, Judge Kavanaugh, the accusations towards him by Christine Blasey Ford. He's also going back to 1991, talking about the Clarence Thomas hearings. You know, why doesn't uh, why doesn't he say that Tara Reid had courage to come forward? I mean, Tara Reid, from what we understand, is a Democrat. Tara Reid worked for Joe Biden. She has no political axe to grind here. Why isn't he defending her? Why isn't he saying that she has courage? Well, we all know the reason, folks. We all know the reason. It has to do with one thing, Roe v. Wade. It has to do with abortion. And that is the Democrats will get on their high horse and talk about sexual assault, uh, assault alleged sexual assault against a pro-life candidate, for example, Donald Trump, or in, uh, in Judge Kavanaugh's case or Clarence Thomas's case, because they're possibly going to be seated on the U.S. Supreme Court. They will get up and scream bloody murder on that, but they are silent when it comes to a Democrat or a liberal or pro-abort uh, candidate running for office. They are totally silent. Why? Because it's all about Roe v. Wade. It's about keeping Roe v. Wade in place. It's all about abortion. 
And that's what's going on here. And that's why the Me Too movement is dead. Roe versus Wade killed it. Abortion killed it. Killed the Me Too movement. It's over. People understand now the hypocrisy and they think this is all a joke. They don't care about women really in the truth. So uh, that's what we need to learn from this. It's not just hypocrisy. The reason for the hypocrisy is because they want to defend abortion. If you don't believe me, let's listen to uh, this is Nancy Pelosi. If you want to hear some more hypocrisy, let's go ahead and play this clip. Now, this juxtaposes her comments when it comes to Judge Kavanaugh with the comments about Tara Reid. Go ahead and play the clip. A investigation on Justice Kavanaugh when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him. Uh, well, let, let me just say, I, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a lecture. Don't need a lecture. Yeah. To show our respect Elitist. for all women who have a case, have it respected for due process, to investigate, uh-huh. to find the truth, not fear it. Here's the thing. I have a complete respect for the whole Me Too movement. I have four daughters and one son. No, and uh, there's a lot of excitement around Not the really. idea that women will be heard and be listened to. But these, Only some here, women. Has lifetime impacts. The crimes themselves, the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, allegations that have been made are this is about about, uh, offenses that have a lifetime impact. There is also due process. And uh, the Not for Tara Reid. fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Ah, Joe Biden's Joe Biden. A person. An allegation, as I said before, that has lifetime impact on a person to be violated mm-hmm. in that way. Yes, like Tara Reid, I guess, right? who wants a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Ooh. Court. There we go. Bo- abortion, uh, folks. There's been abortion. statements from his campaign, or not his campaign, but his former employees who ran his offices and the rest, yeah. that there was never any record. Oh, of this. so we just listen to the men of now. Questions. Got the it. Republican leadership fears the truth. There was never any record, and that uh, nobody. How ever do we came know that if we haven't investigated really? it, Nancy? They're so afraid of the truth, and they're so afraid. Really. Dr. Christine. Can anyone take her seriously? You can end it there, Mr. Producer. No one can take Nancy Pelosi seriously. Come on, please. Folks, if you're a Democrat, how how can you vote for these people? They'll go to the mat to defend child killing to the point that they will ignore the claims of someone who was sexually assaulted. Mr. Producer, put up the uh, quote from NARAL. If you don't believe me that this is about abortion, And this is about Roe versus Wade. Let me read to you. This is a tweet from the National Abortion Rights Action League in response to Joe Biden coming out last week and trying to defend himself against the accusations from Tara Reid. And they said this. This debate, the debate over Tara Reid, is about the next election. Now, at least they're honest. It's about the next election. The most critical in our lifetime, because why? Abortion. Voters have a choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, whose actions have cost lives through this pandemic. Let me throw that in there. Who wants to end Roe v. Wade. There we go. It's 
It's all about that. Who is constantly undermining our democracy and who has tried to rip away health care from millions and who has put children in cages and torn families apart. No, you know what? Joe Biden has torn babies apart by his support over what? How many decades that he's been in the Senate and now running for vice president? This one, this is about one thing, folks. The hypocrisy between the treatment of Judge Kavanaugh a year and a half ago and Joe Biden today has to do with one thing. That's abortion killing. That's Roe versus Wade. And folks, unfortunately, it happens on both sides to a degree. But the Democrats will go to the mat and defend a man, even though they have no information regarding the assault charges because they're pro-abortion. Right. And they will go after a man in the same situation and attack him and those uh, and, and defend a woman who has no uh, in, in, no additional information to come forward. I'm not telling you that Tara Reid's right and Christine Blasey's floored. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is the hypocrisy is there for everybody to see. And Roe versus Wade has brought about the demise of the Me Too movement. And we need to understand it. It's dead because of Roe versus Wade and abortion. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil Evil. plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.